Welcome to the EdTech Guru's audio experience. I am your host, Lena Marie Sale, the EdTech Guru. I first want to thank you for supporting our channel and following along as well as sharing with others. On this podcast, we break down the hard educational topics, prepare teachers for how to leave the classroom, support those who are feeling unsupported, and anything that has to do with ed tech. So tune in, turn it up, and let's get ready to disrupt education together. Hi everybody, welcome back. Today is going to be something quite controversial. We're going to be discussing the importance of why teachers really do need to revamp their resumes in order to get the job. Hi everybody, welcome back to my channel. My name is Lena Saleh, the EdTech Guru, where we are disrupting EdTech and education. All right, let's do this. As you all know, I made a career switch three and a half years ago. However, I had tried actually to leave the classroom several times before I actually made the jump to make it happen. For me, the job hunting process was exhausting. I spent countless hours crying and many different times, you know, just really thinking, is this really the right move for me? <laughs> now, I've been spending a lot of time on LinkedIn and meeting with a lot of teachers and teachers constantly say to me, I was only a teacher. I have this skill set. I have done all of these things. You know, it's really great. So has a fast food employee, so has a retail employee, so has anyone in the field. You have to be able to prove your worth and be able to stand above everybody. I have been speaking with a lot of people who just really don't realize that when you move from the classroom, while there are countless, I mean, countless things that we do in a day-to-day basis that will translate a fact itself into the corporate space, really does not correlate one-to-one. So what you've been doing this data bookkeeping type of thing, and then you're over here doing data bookkeeping in a corporate field, it just isn't the same. It doesn't carry the same weight, doesn't have the same thing. You have to learn actually a whole new set of skills. And while you have this hard set of skills, your resume isn't speaking to your hard skills. It is a performance-based metric. Your resume is for performance. What were you able to do and what were you able to transpire? When you say that you worked with literacy groups, That doesn't have any translation into the real world. Okay, great, you were able to manage this classroom. And people that are in the classroom, most of those now in the ed tech sector or in the corporate space, don't really understand that skill set unless they have been an educator. We want teachers in the ed tech space, but you also need to understand that revamping your resume is in fact a metric. Every single skill set and every single job application at a high level requires for you to have a certain set of skills. And those skills really do speak to what were you able to do and what were you able to accomplish. 
I understand that it feels like you're whittling down your resume to only be a few small pieces, but there is an algorithm in place designed to look at your resume and see if you fit these specific metrics. And if you don't, it's being spit out. Recruiters are only looking at you if you're being active on LinkedIn. And if you're contributing positively to the social media sphere. So I've been seeing people who have been saying, I've been trying to put my, you know, take my resume and put it into action verbs. And I will say, I recently worked with a few educators who were able to score positions in the ed tech space. And it came down quite honestly to two things, your resume and what you're able to show performance-based wise. And I'm talking about a portfolio. Your resume really does speak to a lot of pieces. It really is saying, I have done these things and this is how I know that I've done my research and that it will translate to the space. Anyone isn't going to just give you a chance. There's, there are hundreds of applications coming in in a day-to-day basis that these educators and people in this space need to know that when they are giving you this opportunity, that you're going to basically rise to the occasion. It's not really about your resume. Your resume is performance metrics. And we want to know that you've mastered these certain things. And if you use a resume matching service, you'll be able to see that it quickly identifies that. And also, I'm seeing a lot of people who are struggling really from that imposter-based syndrome, saying, I've only been a classroom teacher and these are my skills. So we have one or two. We have, I've done all these things and now no one's looking at me this way. And then I've done these things and how are they going to possibly match that? I always say, shoot for the stars. Someone is going to give you a chance at some point, but you have to make sure that that languaging there is important. As a classroom teacher, we do so many things that when you do, in fact, go into the ed tech space, you're going to have those skill sets, flexibility, ability to communicate, work with diverse set of employees. And, you know, the customer base is kind of the same as working with students. So you're going to have kind of that two for one fold. The second part of this is I want to talk about salary expectations. I've spoken to and referred quite a few people to specific jobs, and they've ended up not taking the job because the salary was too low. Now, if you are making $65,000 in the classroom and your job is offering you $65,000, let's say even $63,000, and you're going to be taking a pay cut and also giving up your summers, it probably seems like, well, why do I want to do that when I have this summer experience? And I'm going to give you the reason for why I believe You have to take a step back to take a step forward. I've had friends who have started out making a bit below where they left as far as teaching, some even at the same kind of pay scale rate. And now after being in the education space for two, three years at most, the corporate space, they have more than doubled their pay, making close to six figures. If you're to stay in the classroom, are you going to make six figures? No. Now, are there some districts where you've maybe worked yourself in? Yes. But you know what the biggest difference between being in the classroom and being in the ed tech corporate space is you're going to have respect and you're going to be actually appreciated. And I know our students love us and we miss that expectation of being with the students and teaching them and seeing the light bulb go off. And I love teaching. I loved it. What I didn't love is that I never felt truly respected in the space whether it be from parents, but mostly from the administration. There were some people in my life that I still follow and still communicate with on a day-to-day basis 
that I really valued and really valued me. That's very hard to come by because there isn't much accolades really in the education space. It becomes quite competitive and you're in quite clicky. Every school I've ever been to has been quite clicky and you're either in the click or you're not in the click. And then some people just kind of skeet in between and kind of fly under the radar. I tend to like to fly under the radar as much as possible. Just the truth is, is that you can negotiate things, things like your pay. And I want you to know that what you're going to do in three months is going to put you at a greater position in three months that if you want to actually make a move to your next job, it's not going to be so hard. The first job is the hardest because you have to basically convince people to take a risk on you. It's the same thing as if a programmer who had worked in the field for 20 years decided to make a switch and now decide to move to marketing. You have to prove your worth and your value. And I know it sounds silly and you think they should just hire you and it should just be so easy. And I used to think that too until I was on the other side of the space. Give yourself a chance and really do follow those guidelines of those videos that I've included and really think about what do you bring to the table and how can you portray that quickly and efficiently in a resume? I'm talking quick with really performance-based metrics. And once your resume is there and everyone's going to give you 100 opinions, so make sure that who you're getting your opinions from are people that have job hunted in the last three years. Because if not, the job space has changed significantly from when I left the classroom to now. It's a much different world and experience now. And then once you get in and you've been in your thing, nobody said you have to commit to a job for nine months like you do with teaching. You're uncomfortable. It doesn't seem like a good fit. You can make a jump and you can just be really transparent and open. And my last tip really that I've shared with teachers quite a bit is that it's okay to be honest. It's okay to say you don't know, but you'd be willing to learn. Make sure that if you're doing a presentation or you're submitting a portfolio that you're looking for someone that's in the space that can look at your work and someone who is not too far removed from that process. It's very, very important to get authentic, real feedback and really just to put your heart into it. Most of the people that I've spoken to and who have left the space have applied, have had a ton of interviews, which we know is a full-time job in itself. And when you find the right fit, you'll know. You just will. I know it sounds silly and I know it's exhausting and it's frustrating because as a teacher, they need you, right? So you're either going to get a job here or you know you're going to get a job somewhere else. Unfortunately, the way that education has felt, it's just not nearly as competitive as it used to be in the space unless you're trying to go to one of those other schools. But, you know, even then you feel frustrated. It's okay to ask the recruiter for questions that you don't understand and for clarification. They want you to be as transparent as possible with them. And if they don't like that, then it's not a good company for you. You don't want to go into a company in which you're asking questions and they're shaming you or you're feeling like you're being shamed. You want to be just as comfortable as you would be going to your principal now and speaking to them. There's a reason why you want to leave. And so just always keep in mind if you're going to feel overwhelmed and, and whatever else. But I promise you, put the work in now and it's going to reap its rewards much, much later. I hope you found today's video very, very helpful. Please reach out to me on all of my social media channels. Send me a message on LinkedIn. I'm happy to connect with you. And as always, please throw those questions or comments in the comment section below. I really look forward to speaking with you and to continue to bring you value. And as always, let's disrupt education together. Bye-bye, everybody. Thank you so much for following along on this journey. My name is Lena Saleh, the EdTech Guru. Please remember to like, share, subscribe, and comment below. And until next time.